Hello, and welcome to the Narrowing Path, Walking the Spiritual Walk. My name is Steve Van Eiderstein, and thank y'all for joining me today as we do a study of the book James Allen's As a Man Thinketh, one of the most impactful books on my sobriety. It's quite small, but I'm looking forward to it, even though it'll be a quick read on here. We're going to go by chapter by chapter and explore the concepts in this book, really. So how this is going to go is I will read it out loud. Well, obvious out, out loud, excuse me. I will go ahead and read it today so y'all can actually follow along. Have a listen to the content of the first chapter yourself. And then next week we'll go, I'll record a actual study of it. And it'll be a quick one today. It's only the first chapter and the foreword from James Allen as a man thinketh. James Allen as a man thinketh. But uh, there's a lot in that first chapter. So I'm looking forward to the breakdown when we go through it and just kind of have a good time. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. I'm reading, you know, I can't. This is an authorized edition. I believe this is quite an old copy that I have, but there is no date on it. So forgive me for not being able to give the exact specifics. This is actually a leather-bound version. The cover is leather. Um, I try to buy the books, actually, as close to the original as possible. So I appreciate you all trying to find and maybe follow along. During this reading as well, you can find it online as an ebook too. Pretty simply, you don't always have to purchase it, but um, highlighting is easier in person. I'll say that much. If you want to highlight, so here we go. This is going to be the first chapter of James Allen's "As a Man Thinketh," labeled "Thought and Character." And this will include the foreword. This little volume the result of meditation and experience, is not intended as an exhaustive treatise on the much-written-upon subject of the power of thought. It is suggestive rather than explanatory. Its object being to stimulate men and women to the discovery and perception of the truth that they themselves are makers of themselves. By virtue of the thoughts which they choose and encourage. The mind is the master weaver, both the inner garment of character and the outer garment of circumstance, and that, as they may have hitherto woven in ignorance and pain, they, have now, they may now weave in enlightenment and happiness. James Allen, Broad Park Avenue, Ilfracombe, England. As a man thinketh, thought and character. The aphorism, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, not only embraces the whole of a man's being, but is so comprehensive as to reach out to every condition and circumstance of his life. A man is literally what he thinks, his character being the complete sum of all his thoughts. As the plant springs from 
and could not be without the seed. So every act of man springs from the hidden seeds of thought and could not have appeared without them. This applies equally to those acts called spontaneous and unpremeditated to those which are deliberately executed. Act is the blossom of thought. The joy and suffering are its fruits. Thus does a man garner in the sweet and bitter fruitage of his own husbandry. Thought in the mind hath made us what we what we are by thought was wrought and built if a man's mind hath evil thoughts. Pain comes on him as comes the wheel the ox behind. If one endure in the purity of thought, joy follows him, as his own shadow, sure. Man is growth by law, and not a creation by artifice. And cause and effect is, an, is, absol, is as absolute and undeviating in the hidden realm of thought as in the world of visible and material things. A noble and godlike character is not a thing of favor or chance, but is the natural result of continued effort and right thinking. The effect of long-cherished association with godlike thoughts. An ignoble and bestial character, by the same process, is the result of the continued harboring of groveling thoughts. Man is made or unmade by himself. In the armory of thought, he forges the weapons by which he destroys himself. He also fashions the tools with which his hands, with which he builds for himself heavenly mansions of joy and strength and peace. By the right choice and true application of thought, man ascends to the divine perfection. By the abuse and wrong application of thought, he descends below the level of the beast. Between these two extremes are all the grades of character, and man is their maker and master. Of all the beautiful truths pertaining to the soul which have been restored and brought to light in this age, none is more gladdening or fruitful of divine promise and confidence than this, that man is the master of thought, the molder of character, and the maker and shaper of condition, environment, and destiny. As a being of power, intelligence, and love, and the lord of his own thoughts, man holds himself that transforming, holds the key to every situation, and contains within himself that transforming and regenerative, regenerative agency by which he may make himself what he wills. Man is always the master, even in his weakest and most abandoned state. But in this weakness and degradation, he is the foolish master who misgoverns his household. When he begins to reflect upon his condition and to search diligently for the law upon which being is established, he then becomes wise master, directing his energies with intelligence and fashioning his thoughts to fruitful issues. Such is the conscious master, 
the man can only thus become by discovering within himself the laws of thought, which discovery is totally a matter of application, self-analysis, and experience. Only by much searching and mining are gold and diamonds obtained, and man can find every truth connected within his being if he will dig deep into the mine of his soul. And that he is the maker of his character, the molder of his life, and the builder of his destiny, he may unerringly prove if he will watch, control, and alter his thoughts, tracing their effects upon himself, upon others, and upon his life and circumstances, linking cause and effect by patient practice and investigation, utilizing his every experience, even the most trivial everyday occurrence, as a means of obtaining that knowledge of himself, which is understanding, wisdom, and power. In this direction, as in no other, is the law absolute that he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. For only by patience, practice, and ceaseless importunity can a man enter the door of the temple of knowledge. Oh, that was the first chapter, Thought and Character, from James Allen's As a Man Thinketh. Please take it, take a listen to it a couple of times, and we'll be back next week with an overview of that chapter, some of the important stuff that I've pulled from it in my day. I've studied this book very frequently, and I hope to... Provide some clarity on things for those that listen so we can grow together. So thank you all for joining, and we'll be back again next Saturday. So, until next time, thanks. Mm-hmm.